All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Nyla, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is a different kind of one. It's about how to safely dispose of your unused medication. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite, review, and also share Greener Thoughts. It really means a lot. Last thing that you can do is contact Greener Thoughts. You can do so by voice message. The info is posted in the podcast description and every episode show notes, or you can always send an email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hey, Nyla. It's Logan from Life of Logan, and I just got done listening to your most recent episode, and it's kind of funny because I had just recently purchased my stainless steel uh, water jug only because I just get like kind of like really ew about plastic, and even the plastic food containers that I would take to work for meal prep, I've replaced those with glass ones. Um, and it, yeah. And I'm actually going to start, um, next time I go to a grocery store, get one of the reusable bags, which they're not very costly, as you said. And, you know, it's so much better for the environment and plastic is definitely not the way to go. Um, so I'm coming up on my minute. I'm sorry. Hate that they do this to us. I'll talk to you soon. Keep up the great work. Bye. Hey, this is Mike from Petty With Your Thoughts. And I just wanted to reach out to you, let you know um, I just played your voice message on my latest episode and replied to it. And I gave you and your podcast a a shout out. I feel like what you're doing is a good thing and I wanted to support it. And um, would love it if you would uh, listen to my episode. Tell me what you think. You know, it's all real. I keep it 100. And I want to thank you once again for uh, reaching out to me. And telling me how you feel about it. I mean, that's what I'm all about. So I uh, just have a few announcements and they are shout outs um, to Logan from Life of Logan and also Petty Mike from Petty What Your Thoughts. Uh, I have previously spoken on Logan and how much of a supporter he is of Greener Thoughts and he recently sent me a message, um, a voice message about uh, plastic alternatives and um, using reusable bags. And uh, I loved hearing from him because it had been a while. And uh, I love that he um, definitely agreed with my um, sentiments about uh, reusable bags being definitely affordable, 
um, but very much uh, having value in that they are reusable, very functional, um, definitely something to have for years to come, of course. Um, and so there's, you know, the ease of that and, you know, like I said, reusable bags are really great and versatile and uh, he loved that. And so, you know, that really warmed my heart and I want to thank you, Logan, um, for sending me that awesome voice message. I really appreciate it. And, um, I really love that you are a longtime supporter of my podcast. Um, and so I give you many, many big shout outs. Um, I also have a shout out for Petty Mike from his podcast, Petty Were Your Thoughts. And uh, I love his commentary um, about everyday life in general, about politics, about our world and how we see each other as person to person. Um, and, you know, the ways that we treat each other. And he kind of reminds me of Trey Crowder-esque um, uh, voice of reason and, and how we live today. And uh, Trey Crowder is, I think, the, the redneck voice of reason, I guess you could say that he is, but he's an intellectual. And so that's kind of what I got out of Petty Mike. And I said that I would give him a shout out. And uh, he's really a cool guy. And he really makes sense on this podcast and uh, tries to, you know, get into the whys of how we think and certainly, you know, tells it like it is. And it's pretty honest, but, you know, very much uh, funny and also respectful, of course, because, you know, sometimes um, people's, people's views don't always line up, but he makes it in a way that's insightful and comes from someone who's, you know, been around on this earth for some time. So I really respect and love you know, his words and views on things. And so um, I'm going to link both of their info um, in the uh, show notes for you all. And I will also link a previous podcast episode um, of uh, Logan, um, his shout out I did uh, some months back. And so you can all check that out also in the show notes. Next thing I have is um, my second announcement. It's about uh, Angelica's um, podcast from her podcast, um, A Little Bit of Everything With Me. She's having her uh, prize giveaway on her podcast, so be sure to check it out. Again, I will leave her podcast Instagram and her three individual giveaway prize links in the show notes for you all as well. You can all check that um, out um, and participate in the giveaway. Um, I'm going to I'm going to inform you a little bit more about the giveaway. So there's a few more details I have to get through. So the first is that the contest ends Wednesday, August 14th, 2019, and it ends uh, just before midnight, so at 11:59 p.m. And there are going to be three winners for um, the giveaway, and there are going to be um, three prizes available there. And that the winners will be announced on Thursday, August 15th, on Instagram Live and. Um, she will personally send a DM to the winner and the prizes must be claimed by August 19th, uh, 2019. All right, let's get into the first segment, which is going to be in other news, which is where I give you all a quick dose of what's happening in today's world. So the first headline is that Greenland's ice sheet just lost 11 billion tons of ice in one day. That was from the Society of Environmental Journalists. 
scientists say that Greenland's ice sheet experienced its biggest melt of the summer on Thursday recently, and it lost 11 billion tons of surface ice uh, to the ocean. And that's equal to the amount of 4.4 million Olympic swimming pools being lost. Now, usually Greenland's ice sheet, it melts uh, during the summer, but the melt season typically starts around the end of May. The next uh, headline I have for you is that BPA substitutes are linked to obesity in children and in teens. That was found on Environmental Health News' website, ehn.org. The new study was led by Melanie Jacobson, a research scientist at NYU School of Medicine. And so, quote, she says, replacing BPA with similar chemicals does nothing to mitigate the harms chemical exposure has on our health, end quote. The last uh, headline I have for you all is about environmental racism. So environmental racism, uh, the title um, is... Um, environmental racism is bad for your brain. So that was um, on Environmental Health News' website, ehn.org, and via thinkprogress.org, where it was originally found. So um, I want to quote um, this uh, woman who uh, did a lot as far as research around environmental racism in her new book. She goes on to say, quote, Intelligence in African Americans and other people of color, uh, Native Americans, Hispanics, is being assailed by the environment, said Harriet Washington. Um, And she is a medical uh, ethicist and author of her book, A Terrible Thing to Waste, Environmental Racism and Its Assault on the American Mind. In her new book, she points out uh, many things. She points out... um, and one thing in particular that a recent report found that uh, African Americans with an income of 50000 to 60000 a year, which means they're solidly in the middle class, they're more exposed to environmental toxins than our white people with 10000 a year who are profoundly poor. She goes on to say that, quote, So it's race. It's not poverty. Poverty is a risk factor. Race is a far larger one. End quote. Um, So I want to get started um, with the news portion for you all. And uh, today's uh, source came from um, Huffington Post, a.k.a. HuffPost, in their home and living section. And it's all about medicine and how you can probably dispose of it. I was um, researching on for different uh, articles, and I've always kind of wanted to talk about what happens on the disposal side of medications we no longer need anymore? Uh, this is very much big because there are um, tens of millions of Americans, probably less than 50 or so, um, that usually take medications. And so there are millions of different opportunities for those um, people, those Americans, of course, to dispose of their um, medicine. But, you know, how are they doing that? Are they equipped to learn how to do it? Well, it's not too hard. It's just... You know, not everyone knows how to do it, but I have, you know, some information, some tips about how to do that and get it done. And, you know, this is very important because um, our disposal and the things that we choose to, th- to throw in the trash or flush down the toilet or 
or any number of means is a part of figuring out how to be environmentally responsible in all facets of our life. You know, there's many ways of going how to do that. Um, so that could mean recycling, um, buying energy efficient appliances, um, buying eco-friendly makeup, having an electric car, um, packing your lunch, all types of different ways um, can make up being environmentally responsible. And so I decided to take the time out now to inform you all and give you all some really great information that you could all take with you for many, many years to come, especially if you are um, dependent on medicines or you have a, um, a need for medicines and you don't know how to properly dispose of them. All right, so I named this section entitled it, Get Rid of Your Chill Pills the Right Way. So let's start off, let's start off with um, the types of medications that can be disposed of because there's a ton of different ones. So you'll have, um, for example, your over-the-counter painkillers or your OTC medications. Also prescription ointments are something that can also be disposed of. Creams, certain prescribed creams vitamins, and also supplements. Um, nowadays, local and state governments, they have their own take-back programs. And um, also what's important is that some pharmaceutical companies, they are also um, trying to hold, um, local and state governments are also trying to hold pharmaceutical companies responsible if and when they're not already responsible for taking back their own uh, products that they're making these um medications and whatnot and so um, through consumer responsibility you can also exercise your um, your right in knowing how to um, you know give back these medications if the company if the companies will not take back their own medications there are local and state uh, governments that will of course help you and there are resources out there so it's a a collaboration of efforts. Local and state governments have to do their part, also the drug manufacturers, and also you. There's also onus on you, but more so it should be on pharmaceutical companies. You know, they are making the products and the pharmaceuticals, they should be able to do their part. But we can't always, you know, leave the responsibility to them because not um, 100% of the time, they sometimes don't want to deal with their own mess. You know, you can see that in the uh, water bottle industry, for example, or major big brands like uh, PepsiCo and Coca-Cola. You know, sometimes their products, their uh, littered uh, plastic bottles, they end up on shores halfway around the earth. And so, you know, that just proves sometimes companies, they aren't responsible for what they put out. And so it's on us as consumers. I want to get into next um, some improper uh, drug disposal methods that you may have heard of or maybe done in the past. The first one is very uh, toxic. It's about um, the concept of sewering. Now it's just like it says. It means that you are flushing your medications into uh, local wastewater treatment plants by way of the sink or maybe the toilet. And um, in 2008, some years back, the Associated Press actually reported that uh, pharmaceuticals like antibiotics, um, anti-convulsants, and mood stabilizers 
um, had been found in the drinking water of 24 major metropolitan areas that served around 41 million people around the United States. So that just tells you that this is a big problem. And this only happened um, over a decade ago. And, you know, pharmaceuticals, once they end up in our water system, um, I was as I was reading um, the article a bit, it was very clear that it's very difficult to remove uh, these drugs and these pharmaceuticals from our waterways. You know, because now modern day uh, water, tr- water, wastewater treatment plants and systems, they're not designed to, um, you know, have drugs in mind. They're designed for water for uh, only limited amounts of things, things that come from our bodies, not things that we put into our bodies. The second um, thing that's very important as far as um, knowing about improper drug disposal is to, secondly, keep your drugs out of the trash. Now, this should be you know, self-evident, but sometimes people just chuck their things in the trash and think that they will also go away. But they'll go to a landfill if they're not properly disposed of. Um, so medication can, unfortunately, um, slip into groundwater, which is just the water that is in the ground, of which we all drink. That's our source of water, um, if you happen to have that system. If not, you may have a well. But sometimes, um, you know, everything that is in a landfill, it leaches and combines with rainwater, and there's a nasty um, combination of um, chemicals and whatnot that makes leachate. And leachate is really a highly toxic and corrosive and sometimes acidic mix. And so it'll have everything from uh, battery acids, flammable liquids, motor oil, plastics, um, sometimes industrial wastes, uh, toxic chemicals that you may not have heard of. It's all mixed in with the rainwater when it uh, rains. And that leachate is very dangerous. And, you know, sometimes um, it is preventable and there's linings to kind of prevent that from seeping into um, our groundwater. But medication can get slipped up in that and also be part of that toxic mix. And, you know, leaching happens when um, there's mostly the kind of sandy soils around with high porosity. But it won't necessarily happen on clay soils. It's much more likely to happen on sandy soils that leachate. I want, to talk, I want to talk about a few different um, risks also as they pertain to wildlife and also household risks um, associated with um, disposing of drugs improperly. Um, wildlife can definitely get wrapped up in um, happen, happenly or happen to, um, having to uh, eat mistakenly drugs. So more often than not, you'll find sometimes birds or other small wildlife creatures, they may be eating some of the pills from a landfill site or that were improperly disposed of, and that can sometimes get in their system as well. Um, household risks. If you have maybe a baby or young toddler um, or maybe a pet, they can also find their way into the trash and um, that can also lead to um, the possibility of misuse and them having to be uh, poisoned and also uh, accidental uh, overdose if they take too many of those um, drugs. Um, Another um, really terrible risk 
is having someone be in illegal in illegal possession of your drugs or abusing the drugs that they have found. So you'll have people stealing um, other people's medications from trash cans, from uneaten food, um, which used to be the method of disposing of uh, drugs. So people um, would mix um, pet food or other types of food with those drugs and dispose of it that way, but that's not really an authorized uh, way or recommended way of getting rid of drugs. So it's really best to not um, put or have drugs around people, especially people who you know are susceptible to drugs and using them and just dispose of it properly. All right, next I want to get into some of the proper ways and basics of uh, proper drug disposal. Uh, the first way is you have to, you know, do some research. So I did some for you. And you can look at the DEA's list of acceptable drop-off locations, or you can participate in their uh, DEA um, Take Back Day. And I'll have a little bit more information on that later. Second thing you can do is also donate your medications. And that is very much straightforward, and I have a little bit more information on that later in the show for you. Uh, last um, thing I want to talk about is some quick quotables. And uh, the first one is from a specialist. Her name is, is uh, Sarah Zach, and she's a pollution prevention specialist for Illinois Indiana Sea Grant. And she says, quote, Many studies have demonstrated negative effects on various aquatic organisms, including fish and frogs, end quote. And that's as it relates to um, finding that the medications that are dumped into our waterways, they are having big effects on fish and frogs, um, which is very devastating to their survival and the reproduction um, of their species and so many other things. The second and last quote is that um, it's from Heidi Sanborn. Uh, she is the executive director of the National Stewardship Action Council, and she says, quote, we do not have screenings to deal with every single chemical put on planet Earth. And we're affecting the biology of the entire food chain, end quote. All right, so I have a few thoughts on the topic overall. Um, I don't have too many old, unused, or expired medications. It's not like I have any chronic illnesses. But for those who do, um, you can really prevent drug waste. Um, and what I talked about earlier, the DEA's um, Take Back program, it really helps um, even those who are um, drug addicted. It prevents drug addiction from happening and also overdosing um, on drugs, so deaths from that. Um, and you can be a part of that. There are so many things I'm going to get into a little bit later about how you can uh, participate in that. And so that's great. It's great news for you all. And I had um, an amazing time looking at all the information that was there, present on their website. And they've been doing their Take Back program for a long time. So that's really great to hear. Um, next thing I want to talk about is some of the devastating effects of drugs in waterways that have their effect on marine life. So um, what I have read in the past maybe five years or so, that there are significant um, measures 
and readings of different types of drugs in our U.S. waterway systems. Um, I've read some of the scariest things where it comes from um, aquatic life, so your frogs, your salamanders, your, um, not alligators, but your small creatures that happen to live um, in rivers and ponds and lakes, etc. they are having problems. Your fish, you're, they're having problems um, mating and, reprodu and reproducing to levels that they should. Um, other than uh, overfishing and other, you know, things that happen to um, affect them, being um, born with different deformities or um, not surviving long enough or having to move their habitat or just go to a different place to somehow survive in a non-medicine-ridden uh, body of water is what they're having to do. And, you know, their numbers sometimes can't come back from that. You know, aside from all the other things that are occurring, you know, the reproductive tract and, and their their mating is, um, it's very hindered. They're having these uh, diseases and they're having ailments that are affecting the way they look. You know, you're having um, uh, maybe intersexed or you're having uh, fish or frogs in other life with multiple sexual organs, which should not be happening. And this is what's happening because of the medicine that happens to get its way into our waterways. Um, so that's very alarming, but that's real. And that's really what's happening uh, now. Um, and so you have to be wary of that. This is real. This isn't uh, something to you know, think about in the future. And we have to fix it now. Um, Bioaccumulation and um, biomagnification is also something very important. That's the buildup of um, all the uh, non-biomatter um, or natural matter, I guess you could say, within animals. And it happens in, in humans too. That's where you have um, diseases or you have chemicals that kind of build up in our bodies. And we pass that on um, by way of having children or 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 other means, um, and you can, you know, see more about it, and I have a special link um, of this journal article that can really help you out and see the effects of both bioaccumulation and biomagnification, so I will leave that all in the show notes for you all as well. Now, there's some key takeaways overall, and the first is that, you know, we have a choice to clean up our waterways and water systems, and we can do that at a small level. Besides not polluting it in the first place, this next thing is really important when it comes to properly disposing of medicines. Um, you can also not participate in illegal dumping, which is very much toxic, and that's a whole different type of podcast, but it's very much similar. It's very important as well. Um, so overall, you can make sure that your animals, that you may have pets, your kids, if you have any, or other uh, life on this planet does not ingest the medicine um, especially if it thinks that it's food or candy, because sometimes kids may actually do that. Um, and also another important takeaway is that drug manufacturers, like I said before in the beginning, they should really have, I think, the most responsibility when it comes to their products and how they're handled um, safely after consumer use. So they should have the onus and responsibility put on them but if there is, for example, a shortfall, then the customers and the consumers, of course, should have some say and responsibility in what happens, but do so in a responsible way, of course. 
Um, next and lastly, I want to get into some tips, of course, how to green your meds by way of disposal. And so I will uh, talk to you about some of that information a little bit later. And then last thing for you all is to, of course, participate in Angelica's Instagram prize giveaway, which ends on August 14th, coming up soon. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. The Mother Earth Minutes is the time where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue and, as always, save Mother Earth. So the message for um, this Mother Earth Minutes is that I have a quick fact. So according to the 2017 National Survey on Drug Use and Health, 6 million Americans misused controlled prescription drugs. That just shows you that this problem of medications in the United States is a very big problem. And I want to share with you a few tips that I found that are really, I think, helpful and will empower you and give you some much needed information about how you can, of course, solve this problem because I think it all needs to be said and I'm really glad to share this information with you. So um, the first tip I have for you is that um, you can, of course, participate in the Drug Enforcement uh, Administration or DEA's their um, collection uh, event. They have a free um, and host this free semi-annual collection event and they do so in collaboration with law enforcement agencies. Um, and they started it back in May 2016 um, as far as their data, but before then they had been doing it um, some years. So it's been a while that they've been doing it, but I found recent data going back three years back. And um, they um, have the event, the collection uh, uh, dates, they have them going back um, April and uh, October um, every year after 2016. And um, the April 2019 Take Back um, Day uh, brought in um, 937,443 pounds of unused or expired prescription medication. So that's about 468.72 tons, which is a lot of unused and expired medications. So great job for everyone who went ahead and brought those in. And you can find more on uh, the website, takebackday.dea.gov. And then you can also click uh, collection site locator and then click the words, click here to use their search utility and find out exactly where you can take back your old, unused, expired, or unwanted drugs. Now, there are probably, you know, thousands of pharmacies and uh, local law enforcement offices across the country, um, but you can, you know, take them to 
um, your drugs to permanent drop-off sites there on their site and they have those boxes that are generally available um, when the location is opened and opened up and some, sometimes you can also find um, those locations being open 24-7 so that's very good. Um, the next um, thing I want to talk about in regards to this is that there are you know no limits on the amount of medication that can be disposed of but it's just you have to remember that um, it all has to come from one um, household so you can't do multiple households um, doing the doing the uh, drugs dispensing it has to come from all one household if you happen to uh, be doing that and participating uh, in the uh, program there and I also want to talk about uh, the flush uh, list. So when the FDA has their own flush list, which is only applicable um, when there are not any take back uh, options available for your medication. So, you know, do not do this if your uh, drugs can be uh, disposed of alternatively. So there's, you know, big impact, of course, on the environment and contamination of surfaces and other things. So um, I'm going to leave that link also in the show notes for you all so that you can check it out for yourselves. And it's pretty lengthy, but it's very much need to know information if you have drugs that, of course, um, cannot be traditionally taken back. I have um, the, I think, second tip for you all, and it's all about uh, how to donate your drugs. So um, you can donate your drugs by way of this awesome site called Serum, um, S-I-R-U-M, and it's uh, has the co-founder of Adam Kircher, and he's the Serum co-founder, and he leads the development of the web app that they have, and he's an expert in deploying information technology. Um, so in 2009, he co-founded uh, the nonprofit Serum, and its aim is to reduce waste by connecting organizations with uh, surplus meds uh, to patient populations in need. So that's very um, awesome there. Um, The third and last um, tip I have for you is that I have all the um, much needed resource links. So in addition to the ones I'm gonna provide in the show notes for you all, the next one I'm gonna talk about is just the website for the DEA registrant Um, drug disposal information. I'll leave that link for you all in the show notes. Also, the Serum website that I talked about, the website www.serumsirum.org. The website is where you can use the platform to learn more about what they do, of course, and how you can go ahead and help them. Um, And all in all, their platform is really where donors and like recipient organizations, so manufacturers and people who have um, the drugs in the first place sometimes, they can also um, easily upload like uh, medicine that's in surplus and, you know, fill the need that's that's there. So, you know, they call it the match.com for medicine, which is brilliant. And that is one of the ways that you can also help if you have um, unused medications. Uh, Like I said before, I will go ahead and link all of those things in the show notes so you can all be prepared and I'll have the show notes for you all there with all the resource links.
The ego fact of the day is that dolphins use toxic puffer fish to get high by provoking the fish to release toxins that induce a trance-like state in the mammals. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the July-August 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send your 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the Eco Company Spotlight is the time where I'm going to, of course, review one of my favorite um, eco companies. And if you have a product or service that happens to be environmentally friendly and you'd love for me to review it, go ahead and email me or send me a voicemail and I'll be uh, sure to go ahead and review it and I'd love to do so. I've been reviewing companies and talking about the ones that I've supported for a long time since February um, of 2019 and I love it and my latest one I have for you is called Shay Olin. If you've heard of Shay Olin, be sure to let me know. Shay Olin is a wonderful soap manufacturing uh, company and they do really big things with Shea, um, Shea butter and all types of organic and natural ingredients and I highly recommend them. Shay Olin uh, has a great website and you can also learn a little bit more about how to become maybe a distributor um, at their website. You can always go to Shay Olin, that's S-H-E-A-O-L-E-I-N.com forward slash distributor forward slash. And Shay Olin, they have many uh, products and they have many things that they are proud of regarding their products. Um, one of the things is that they are RSPO certified, so they're really big on making sure that their palm oil is responsible. They're also USDA organic. They, uh, number three, um, are um, Soil Association organic certified, and they have the Cosmos organic. Um, they, number four, are Fair Trade certified. Uh, number five, they are certified with organic ingredients. Number six, they are vegan. Number seven, they have recyclable packaging. Number eight, they are cruelty-free. And last but not least, they are also halal. Now, Shea Olin uh, has a bunch of different products, and I'll just talk about briefly um, some of the prices and whatnot for their products. So their bar soaps are really reasonably cheap, but good quality, of course. Um, So their bar soaps are $3.99. Their, bar, their body wash is uh, $9.99. Um, their uh, lotion is also $9.99. And their ripped shea butter is $9.99. And their gift sets um, really are a great uh, value purchase if you happen to love bundles of things. And those gift sets are $24.99. Uh, my experience overall of Shea Olin is a good one. I fell in love with their... Um, 
um, organic Tuscan olive butter soap. And I've tried one of their other soaps, but I can't really remember it right now. But uh, I bought, I think, their other soap within the last three years. But I love, love, love their Tuscan, organic Tuscan olive butter soap. And I bought it, I think, within January of this year in 2019. And I bought their pack um, via uh, Amazon Smile. Um, and I loved it. Like, I really loved it. And it's lasted me for some time. I have to re-up and buy another one. But if I really want to splurge and buy in bulk, I definitely go towards Shea Olin. Um, but if I, for example, I wanted um, a different type of soap, I would um, get something like Shea Moisture, which I've um, talked about in another Eco Companies segment um, some episodes back. I love them as well. But uh, yeah, Shea Olin is really good. Their soap is is smelling good. It is good for your body. Very creamy. Um, and their packaging is amazing because they are paper soap boxes, which I love. Very much good to cut down on the plastic, too. Um, if you want, you can mail them at their uh, office in Maryland. So it's great to have uh, this Maryland representation. Go Maryland. You can mail them at their uh uh, mailing address, Natural Soap Works, 46 Alcove Place, or Plain, it's P-L, the initials. And then they're in Hallenthrope, uh, Maryland, uh, zip code 21227. You can give them a call also uh, on their uh, number, 443-712-7627. You can email them also at info at Com. And um, Shea Olin can be found online at SheaOlin.com. That's S-H-E-A-O-L-E-I-N.com. Amazon.com, eBay, and limited stock. And in other stores and distributors across the country and online where available. Shea Olin is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Shea Olin. Instagram at Shea Olin, lowercase, all one word. They're on LinkedIn as well at Shea Olin. Then Pinterest at Shea Olin, um, capital S, capital O, all one word. And they're also at um, on Twitter. Also, same thing, capital S, capital O, all one word. And also, they are also on YouTube. Now, last thing you can do, if you uh, for sure would love to really contact them, is go to their website, shayolene.com, and then view the top or bottom of the webpage, and then click on the Contact Us tab to go to their contact page, as always, and go ahead and fill out their uh, fabulous message form. Thank you all for tuning in again and listening to this wonderful in-depth episode about how to dispose of your medications and doing it the easy way so it's not so hard in the environment. Uh, Please, again, be sure to participate in Angelica's uh, lovely Instagram prize giveaway. It ends really soon, um, August the 14th, 2019 at 11.59 p.m. And again, those details will be in the show notes for you all. Be sure to share this podcast episode, especially if you want to be a stop um, for, um, you know, someone who wants to do something good and not be 
a polluter of the environment with their medications. So this really will help you, you know, know what to do when it comes to taking care of your expired medications the right way. So until um, then, have a great uh, day and you all take care. And I look forward to speaking with you all in my next podcast episode. Until then, thanks so much. You all take care. Bye. Thank you.